Well, hey, hey, and thanks for joining me for another episode of the Full Frontal Living Podcast. Now, I am still on hiatus. I'm on my first ever month-long sabbatical in August, even though I am recording this in July. Uh, But today we are presenting another amazing Encore episode. It was episode number 163, and it's called Does Chaos Feel Comfortable and Calm Feel Weird? And it's a deep dive into what it looks like when your nervous system is offline. Now, this is something I'm going to be diving into even more in September of 2023. I'm going to have my somatic practitioner on the show. But so many of you are living with a dysregulated nervous system and not even recognizing the signs and symptoms because you have normalized how your life is. And so many of the women that come to work with me, they have normalized that chaos feels more comfortable. And when they're sitting with nothing to do, which rarely happens, or things feel calm, it feels dysregulating to their system. Like the calm feels weird and they're very, very uncomfortable with it. So if you haven't taken a listen to it, make sure you continue on and listen to the episode. And if you have listened to it, I encourage you to listen again, because you are going to hear something that you didn't hear the first time. And this is a massive topic that, as I said, I'm going to be giving even more attention to, especially because of all the events that have happened to me in 2023 which led me to realizing just how much more dysregulated my nervous system was than even I realized. So even when you have all the tools and you're sitting in the captain's chair, uh, yeah, there's still things to discover. And as always, I want to share as openly and honestly, honestly as I can with you to help support your journey as well. If you want to learn how to manage your own energy better because oftentimes a dysregulated nervous system is impacting your energy. Of course it is. Uh, Make sure that you sign up for the energy audit. We're going to be running this program live again in the fall. So it's lisacarpenter.ca forward slash energy. Get your name on the list. So when we do run it live, you will be the first to know. It's an incredibly powerful program that is going to support you being more productive, accomplishing more of the things that you want to accomplish, and most importantly, feeling better about yourself. Unless you like feeling uh, chaotic, overwhelmed, frustrated, and lacking energy all the time. So this program is for you if you are looking to create the opposite of that in your life so that you can enjoy things being calm, actually create that calm atmosphere and feel very comfortable in that peace and vitality. So until next week, enjoy this Encore episode. Welcome to the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm Lisa Carpenter, Master Life Coach to driven, ambitious humans who want more out of life without having to sacrifice themselves to achieve it. I'll share how it's possible to slow down, take better care of yourself, find more peace and ease, create sustainable energy, stop procrastination and overwhelm, and fall in love with your life, your business, and your body. This podcast is for you if you're ready to learn what it takes to thrive as a high performer, do less but achieve more, make you and your well-being a top priority, and create your extraordinary life. I'm so glad you're here. 
Hey, hey, listeners, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Full Frontal Living Podcast. <sighs> Can we all just collectively exhale? Uh, I am recording this on the evening of Friday, January 28th, and at this current time, I think most of the world is watching, although I don't know how much media is, is covering it, a, a giant convoy of trucks and Canadians have been lined up across the country, headed to Ottawa to protest the mandates. Um, and I am praying, I'm, you know, I'm not going to get into all the nuances of this. Uh, I am grateful to see that people who have been afraid to speak out and say that they're not okay with what's been happening around the world are having the courage to speak out and not feeling alone anymore. I am grateful to see the hope that I'm seeing on so many people's faces and in their voices and in their messages on, you know, social media of so many people have lost hope. So many people just want their freedoms back and they want uh, their, you know, body autonomy back and they want their sovereignty back and they want their freedom back. And it's very inspiring to see my country coming together. And again, you know, not everybody is on board with the convoy for a variety of reasons. And, you know, I just spoke about this on Instagram and I think it's a very important message here to talk about in on the podcast as we're gonna just dive right into all of this is we must exercise our ability to hold polarity, to hold space for the both and conversation to expand our capacity to hold space for multiple perspectives and the nuances instead of being a society that is seeking out this is right this is wrong this is black this is this is white there are so many nuances to everything and everybody is coming at their lives, what's going on in the world with their own biases, their own beliefs, um, you know, based on so many different things in their lives. There are so many unconscious beliefs that you're running that you don't even realize, stories that your parents told you. And if we're unable to hold that polarity of opposing views or alternate perspectives, we don't grow. And you know, in the coming weeks and in the coming months, you're going to hear me talking a lot about how we can become more emotionally fluent, which then means we become more emotionally resilient because we're able to process what we're feeling instead of fighting to be right because we're unable to hold the dissonance of potentially having our beliefs challenged. So, I know that's a little bit heavy to dive into, and maybe I'll go deeper into it in an upcoming episode, but I just thought that was really important to say, you know, I have been able to have conversations with people on social media who hold opposing views for me, and I can meet them by listening to their perspective with compassion, while also knowing what feels true for me. And I think that this is what so many of you struggle with is... I have to disagree in order to make my point so that, that I can feel okay. And it's learning to be okay 
even if someone disagrees with you, even if you hold a different perspective, it's that you, how you think and feel about yourself becomes more important than how somebody else might view you. And, you know, I talk a lot to my clients about humans fundamentally are always looking for love, safety, and belonging. Almost all our beliefs are based around those three things, love, safety, or belonging. And we will throw ourselves under the bus as an individual, if we believe that sense of belonging is at risk. And this is what I'm seeing right now is so many Canadians who realize that they do belong, that they're not crazy, that other people do share their perspectives because we've been led to believe that an alternate perspective isn't okay. The media blocks it, our politicians block it. It's, it's really been pushed that it's this way or no way. And there's, there hasn't been, a, there's been no room for nuance or healthy debate or different perspectives. So I just wanted to say that where can you in your life practice being more compassionate, listening to understand instead of listening to react or respond to fight for what you believe is right and allow the other person to have space, but also be willing to come back home to what feels right and true for you. You will always belong in the words of Brene Brown when you know what it means to belong to yourself. And I can tell you in my experience, the more you come to belong to yourself, the more you will attract people into your life who also are committed to being the best versions of them. And I am so grateful that I'm surrounded by people who I can have conversations with, who hold different views, opposing views, will challenge my views, and we can still love and accept each other. In fact, even within my own household, we don't all share the, the same views. And we've had to have a lot of tough conversations. And there were tears. It was hard. I have grown children and they are able to make their own decisions and they are, they have more than earned their right to have their own perspectives. So if we could live in a world where we look at other people who don't agree with us with more care and more compassion and remember, they're just doing the best they can, just like you're doing the best you can think of what this world would be like. So as I watch these truckers move across Canada, I am holding the vision in my heart that Canadians are going to show up as Canadians do, kind, peaceful, representing what this country stands for. That is my wish. And I'm praying that they follow through on this being an incredibly peaceful protest. And regardless of the outcome, because we can't be attached to that, it's great to have hope but we can't be attached to the outcome. But I have to trust that the momentum is starting to shift and we are closer to the end of this than we were to the beginning. And regardless of what your perspective is on all of this, please remember, we all ultimately want the same outcome. We all just want to be able to live healthy, peaceful, happy lives. We want to move past fear. We want to get back to just really embracing our lives. So try and remember that we are all on the same 
team. And I think throughout the past couple of years, oftentimes we've forgotten it. And to be honest, that's really what this episode is about. I want to talk about 2021 because I said I would come back and record an episode on it. And, you know, today I actually have notes in front of me because I really want to make sure that you're able to take some things away and really look at how you've navigated all of this. Because as I've said, and as you know, from listening, I've been a coach for a long time. I've got a very large toolbox of tools (laughs) that I use on the regular, and I'm still very human. I'm still very human. And I want to share with you what really happened for me in 2021. And um, I feel much more grounded now. And it's not like I flipped the calendar and everything was just like, oh, I'm so much better. I feel totally fine now. That's not how it happened, right? I came down with COVID. I had lots of time to reflect. Uh, I really spent a lot of time thinking about my business personally. Um, I spent a lot of time resting, right? Like, what do you do when you're sick? I don't know about you. I talked about this on the last episode. I slow down. I literally do nothing. I rest and I made it my top priority. And in that rest, I really discovered how wired up my nervous system had been. And that's really what we're going to be um, talking about today. So the polarity of last year for me, right? Speaking of the both and Vegas was such a phenomenal experience. And I, I know I've talked about this before, but I need to, you know, highlight it again. It was really, I, I can't even describe to you the feeling of walking out on that stage, owning every part of me, embodying my alter ego and absolutely like drinking in and loving the spotlight and allowing myself to love it. See, that's the piece there. I never really allowed myself to love it. Um, And I think for, you know, men and women, often we have these tiny whispers inside us of things that we really want, but we feel like, well, who am I to want that? Or does that mean I have an ego or I don't want anybody to think anything bad about me? And this was the first time I really walked out on stage and I was like, oh my gosh, you guys are all here for me. Nobody was there for me. (laughs) Okay. My friends, my friends' husbands were there for me. I just met them. But the truth is like, that was how I felt like here I am world as big as I can be as bright as I can be. And I'm just going to shine. So it was this massive moment of expansion. It was one of those moments in time that it was just like so many things clicked for me. And, you know, over the past 10 years of my massive transformation, um, especially over the last, you know, three to four years, I've had these moments that have really catapulted me forward in, in a huge way. And Vegas was that for me. Vegas was one of those moments like this, this is who I am. This is what I'm here to do. Not walk around in sparkly bikini all the time, but it, it really was the embodiment of how I show up in the world and how I'm here to lead both women and men into their greatness right? So you can have whatever you want. So you can feel however you want to feel, whatever it is you want to accomplish. I'm here to support you getting from point A to point B. So that was Vegas. And then I hopped on the plane 
and I had heard when I was in Vegas and I remember my dear friend, Jen, taking me by the shoulders and saying, Lisa, just be here now. Just, just stay here. Just be present. This doesn't matter right now because the, the news was coming out that Canada was going to close its borders to anybody who chose um, basically not to be vaccinated. So I had that perfect little window of opportunity where I was able to get out of the country when they were just doing testing to get in and out the uh, quarantine for coming home, like having to Canada used to have a, you had to go to a hotel and quarantine at a hotel that had been dropped. So this is how the universe is always supporting me and things are always working out. Right. I got in, I did my thing and I came home and then it's like the window closed. I came home to having to stay in my house for 14 days. That was a choice, right? I knew leaving Canada to go do this, that that was going to be the choice that I came home to. But I want you to understand what that felt like because I had gone from a very disciplined routine around my training, my nutrition, my my, my stage prep, my cardio, my everything to two weeks at home, couldn't go to the gym, couldn't get back into my regular routine, the things that support my, you know, emotional well-being. And yes, I can work out at home. I've got all that stuff. So I'm not showing up here as a victim, but I, I want to share with you, right? Because I think everybody thinks I'm bulletproof and I'm not. And I think, my God, if I have all these tools in the toolbox and I struggled last year, how must so many of you be feeling? And listen, I'm not the only one. I've got very you know, strong, what I would call emotionally resilient friends and colleagues around me who have also done their work on themselves. And I've watched them struggle as well. So if we're struggling, some of the the leaders are struggling. How are so many of you feeling not even aware of the information or, you know, not in the depth of the information that I have? So that started it, right? And things started changing so quickly. Then it was, can't eat in restaurants, not allowed to go to the gym, right? All these mandates came down and, you know, we did what we had to do. And I I want to work from that place of everybody was doing their best. And it's, it's really not about the mandates. It's not about any of that, right? Like I accept my choice that I've made and the consequences that come with that. I'm hoping, I'm hopeful that that's going to change, that those rights and freedoms are going to come. I struggled with finding acceptance. I struggled with grief, like grief. Like when someone you love the most leaves the planet grief. I struggled with feeling like I was living in a parallel universe because I was looking at and reading the data And I didn't understand why other people weren't seeing what I was seeing. And now I understand more that there was, there was many more people out there seeing what I was seeing, but terrified to speak up. I was also at a time where I'm holding space and, and working with my clients and honoring their perspectives and what they're going through. Well, at the same time, 
having my own stuff I'm having to work through. Now, normally as a coach, right? We're not in the same stuff as our clients. <laughs> the whole reason you work with a coach quite often is because I'm already at a place where maybe you want to get to. Like, how can I work less, Lisa? How can, how can I make myself a priority? How can I accomplish all these amazing goals while you're telling me that I need to slow down? Like, how does that even work, right? When I'm working with my clients, they come to me because I have the things, I've created the things, I walk my talk that they want. But in this scenario, I was also supporting my clients while having to support myself. And that was a lot. And I bet it was a lot to bear for all the coaches, therapists, helping professionals out there, which is a really, really, it's been a really crazy time. So, you know, I would vacillate between being so angry and frustrated. And then I would sink back into, to grief and try and honor my sadness. And then I would go into apathy. So when I talk about understanding how you're feeling and being able to name it so that you can be present with it and move it. Like I spent the second half of 2021 in like, it was like a rally with my emotions. They were ever changing all day long. Now, this is where this is important for you guys to understand. And I think many of you are going to, going to, um, resonate with this. For most of the people that work with me, they have spent most of their life with their nervous system, not regulated, meaning they're more in their sympathetic versus their parasympathetic nervous system. So your sympathetic nervous system is your like fight or flight, right? You're constantly in this like protective mode, like the, you know, your body's trying to keep you alive. Your parasympathetic is your rest and digest. That's the calm, right? Peaceful state to be in. Now I lived most of my life with my nervous system, not regulated because I always felt like I was under threat. Now I've really thought about this. Like what specifically was the threat in my life? I was raised by two amazing humans. There was no abuse in my life. There's no kind of trauma like that. Yet when I think back on my childhood, I the limited memories I have, it's like when I hear people talk about when they were young, I think like, that's a thing. Like you actually have memories. I have so few memories and I'm bringing this up because this is called disassociation. It's a coping mechanism when we feel threatened and what I want to say, and I love this quote by Robert scare, I think is how you say his last name is trauma can occur in, in any life event, if you're in a state of relative helplessness. So you've been listening to me for a while. You heard how I kicked off this podcast. I'm a deeply empathetic person. I'm also a questioner. I'm curious. I've always been that way. I've always been this person that's like, why are we doing it this way? This doesn't make any sense. So when you're young and you're constantly being shut down because things you know, people are just saying, this is just the way we do it. And I'm sure my parents did that as well. Now being a parent of a questioner, I can understand the frustration that, that, that comes with that. 
if I didn't feel safe having a conversation or being able to express myself, this place of like feeling helpless in my life, which many children do, I went into as a coping mechanism, this place of disassociation. So you're physically there, but because you're in this like fight or flight state, you're in your sympathetic um, nervous system. What happens is you're not mentally there because your mental capacity is diminished when you are in your sympathetic nervous system. It's, it's diminished because your body is like, we need to keep you alive, not we need to process memories and we need to take this all in. That's not what's happening. So I spent most of my life in this unregulated um, nervous, with my nervous system, not regulated, like constantly in my sympathetic nervous system. So when I do think about things that I remember, it's like being a dance class, um, you know, times out on the boat with my family. And when I remember those times, they were very peaceful. I was in my body, right at dance class. I was in, I was in my body. So this becomes a coping mechanism. And it literally is like this physical and mental disconnection from ourselves, right? We almost leave our bodies um, in response to stress or overwhelm. Okay. So this is how your nervous system protects you from stuff that is too big. So hopefully you see where I'm going with this around 2021. So with most of the clients that I work with, and I want you to hear this because this was true for me and it can still be a problem. Calm feels weird. That is a quote directly out of my client's mouth. And, uh, it, it couldn't be more appropriate. I wrote it down as soon as she said it. Cause I'm like, that is it. Calm feels weird and chaos feels comfortable to somebody who is used to living with a dysregulated nervous system. Okay. So calm feels weird and chaos feels comfortable. So even though last year, you know, when I look at how I took care of myself, I'm very proud of myself. I definitely lived in integrity with my work. And this is why I'm sharing this with you. You know, I, I slept, I exercised, I ate well, I did the self-care things, you know, the journaling, the reaching out and talking to my friends and my colleagues, like considering everything, I did a stellar job of caring for myself and I still didn't realize that I had slipped back into that sympathetic nervous system. And I didn't recognize it because you have to understand for most of my life, right? So I'm turning 50 this year, right? My massive kind of awakening was 10 years ago. So let's say for, you know, 30 plus years of my life, my normal was to be in a, in a state of fight or flight in some regards. And this is why all these behaviors that I talk about come up, right? Not wanting to feel these emotions. So we get into behaviors. Again, those are coping mechanisms that stem out of our nervous system, not being properly regulated, spending too much time in our sympathetic, not enough time in our parasympathetic, that rest and digest. So my body had just habitually done what it does when shit hits the fan went offline. So even though I was doing the things, caring for myself, I didn't recognize the volume of stress that I was in, even though my emotions were kind of telling me, but I'm like, well, I'm feeling them and I'm giving myself what I need to move through them. Right. Like I was trying my best not to stay in them. I was trying to navigate them. 
And this is where we got to. So I want you to understand some of the signs that your nervous system is offline and that you're in that fight or flight. And the, the whole, um, disassociation is actually like this font it's fight, fight, flight, or fawn freeze or fawn. And that's really what disassociation is. It's, it's like leaving, like I said, it's leaving your body. So you're not physically or emotionally present. So some of the signs, this isn't going to come as a surprise, but you know, tasks that require like high levels of cognition, um, they don't, it's, it, things don't go well. So it's not surprising to me that the second half of last year, I really struggled with what I wanted to say. I struggled with getting anything done. I struggled with focus. I was so grateful for my team that they repurposed, you know, podcast episodes. And I've got an episode coming up where I really share about some of the changes that I've made in my business. Um, I wasn't able to concentrate. So it's like massive context switching which I'm usually really good about because, you know, I've, I've kind of discovered that I probably have ADHD that's completely undiagnosed. That's a self-diagnosis if you're paying attention. Um, but you know, if I get into contact switching, that's a real problem for me. And I really started noticing, I, I couldn't remember anything. Like if I don't have something written down on a list, I really couldn't remember it. I had a hard time sitting down and focusing, uh, focus has always been a challenge for me, but this was like next level. Um, my, emotional uh, resilience. So you might be noticing this is your emotional resilience is like at an all time low. Like there were some days where I was like, I think I'm just going to go exercise and then get back in bed. And I'm just to stay here and wake me up when the world has changed. Right. Because as a, a business owner, so I'm supporting my clients, supporting my children. <laughs> I got my hubby, like, obviously, you know, they're all independent, but we still have other roles. I still have other roles and hats that I wear in my life. You know, as women, especially, we have to really be cautious that we're not taking on too many roles. So I look at my life and think, man, I've simplified everything. And I look at so many of you out there navigating what's been going on in the world and you're shouldering a million more things than me, right? That's why people come to work with me so that they can learn how to get rid of these things so they can, they can learn to let go of the excessive caretaking. So some of the other symptoms uh, that can happen is digestive issues. And I even found out that dry eyes, because when you are in fight or flight, your body is not concerned about making sure your eyes are lubricated and that your sight is good, right? You have to understand this, this sympathetic nervous system is all about keeping you alive, which means like, we don't need to digest your food properly because the blood needs to go to your extremities because you need to run away. Your eyes don't need to be lubricated. You don't need to see, you just need to move in the, in the direction away from the thing that's threatening you. But we're talking about, there was no immediate threat. Like I've been very honest that I've never been afraid of COVID because of how I take care of myself. I knew it wouldn't be, I knew I wasn't going to end up in hospital. That would have been like me walking outside right now on a blue sky night and getting hit by lightning. So some of these symptoms I totally missed. This is what I'm telling you. I'm being so honest here. I totally missed this. And this is the work that I do. So parasympathetic, when you're in that rest and digest, there's more emotional regulation. 
right? So you're not so much, you're more in a state of like joy. There's motivation to live your life. You're self-motivated. You don't need to be pushed off the couch. Uh, problem solving becomes easier. You feel light, peaceful, present, right? So if you're context switching all the time, you're not present. So that's why this year, my word is about peace and presence and connection, connection to myself, connection to my audience, connection to my family, presence. What do I need to do every single day? Not just the self-care to take care of myself, but what do I need to give my nervous system? How can I come home and be in my body outside of the gym, right? Because I'm pretty present when I'm in the gym, but what do I need to give my body every day to remind it that calm can become my new normal? This is what we're working on. This is what my entire practice is about, is that letting go of chaos as the status quo, letting go of chaos and being in that sympathetic nervous system as the normal, right? Like I literally normalized what was happening to me last year. And I believe that many, many people, maybe even you listening, might be starting to realize that you've normalized things that aren't normal. Chaos isn't normal. Being in this dysregulated state where calm feels weird is not normal. So we all say we want to slow down, but it's not just about slowing down. It's about retraining our nervous system to not just default into this like survival mode. And because I spent most of my life in that state, of course, when I came back from Vegas, it was like trauma and my body just did what it naturally and automatically is hardwired to do because it's been doing it for so many years habitually. It just went into, we're going to survive this. What do we need to do? So I want you to understand that we can get addicted to certain emotions even if you don't like them, right? So what happened in the latter part of 2021 is I was so focused on the problem, the problem, the problem, the problem. And I've talked about this. Like if we focus on the problem, we get more of the problem. So focusing on what was going on in the world and being angry about it wasn't going to make it go away. But I didn't know how to move past the anger and the frustration. And part of it was because my nervous system was so offline and I wasn't giving myself what I needed to come back to present. So I can't begin to tell you how many times my hubby said to me, like, just come back to today, Lisa, just come back to today. But even with him saying that, I still didn't pick up on the fact that my nervous system was so um, out of whack. I, you know, I spent so much of my childhood, like I said, not feeling heard or understood often feeling gaslit. Like I can look back now and go, oh, that's what that is. When you feel a certain way and somebody else says, no, no, that's not how you feel. <laughs> and you just, and it, you're dismissed. I was dismissed a lot as a child. So of course, with all this going on, it took me right back to my childhood, right? It was like, I was experiencing the same thing again of like, this is what I'm feeling. And then being told that I shouldn't be feeling what I'm feeling. And I should just get on the bus with everybody else and stop being so difficult. So 
you know, when we're in this state, our body obviously releases adrenaline and cortisol impacts our hormones. I've been working on my hormonal health for years. I've gone through adrenal fatigue. So it is imperative that I focus on my nervous system. It is imperative that you, if you're a woman, focus on your nervous system and a man, right? But women have some different hormones going on that really impact us as we age. So, you know, my life was lived in this stressed out, overdoing, overachieving, pushing through, all show you kind of attitude. And that's really what started to show up for me in 2020 in the latter half of 2021. So I want you to understand that your body's stress response is unconscious. Like you don't think about, oh, I think I need to be stressed today. Okay. I think I need to turn on my nervous system because this is happening and there's a threat. All these things happen without you even knowing, right? Think about it this way. You're walking down a dark street, it's the middle of the night, I, I'm not even out past 7.30. I don't even think it's, well, it is dark now, but you hear what I'm saying. Um, so you're walking down the street, it's dark and you hear a noise behind you. Your body immediately turns on that stress response immediately because its job is to keep you safe. You didn't have to think about it. So our body is always working for us. Your body is always working for you. And, um, this is why nervous system regulation, learning to understand your feelings, learning how to feel your feelings, learning how to not get stuck in your feelings. Right. So even though I wasn't like, I didn't stay in anger for six months, I would go in and out. I would have moments of peace. I would have moments of presence. I would have moments of joy. Then I go back to frustration. Then I go back to anger and then I come back out from that. But it was this constant, like rolling into never giving my body a break. So how do we correct this? Right. That's really what you care about. How do we correct this? It starts by slowing down and paying attention to what you're experiencing. What are you feeling in your body? So I'm grateful that I was able to name my emotions, but I guarantee that many of you listening have never stopped to slow down and ask yourself, what am I feeling? So you're in your emotions, but you're not actually acknowledging them or naming them. And that's such an important part is to just ask yourself, how am I feeling? What am I feeling in this moment? Oh, I'm feeling frustration. Don't judge it. Don't make it mean anything. I was able to do that. This is what it starts with being able to acknowledge and name what you're experiencing, pay attention to what it feels like in your body. So when I'm context switching, moving from like thing to thing, to thing, to thing, it almost feels like, oh, it's like a crawling under my skin. It's not anxiety, but I can feel it in my skin. I can feel it when it, it's almost like this heightened state I get into when my nervous system is offline. Because of course your respiratory rate increases as well. Your heart rate, your respiratory rate goes up as well. So what you can do to support your nervous system. And this is really what I wanted to talk about. And I want wanted you to take away from this. So first starting with like, you know, put your hand over your heart. This is going to sound like very woo, but put your hand over your heart. Take a really deep breath in, hold your breath and breathe out. And as you breathe out, what that's going to do is take you out of your head, sink you into your body. So it's a process of let's pull you back into your body. 
so that you can connect in with yourself and then ask yourself, what am I feeling? What is this emotion? And start to name them. Don't judge them. Don't make it go away, right? Because that's what happens if you're feeling something negative. It's like, well, how do I fix this? I don't need you to fix it. I just need you to acknowledge that it's there, not judge it, just pay attention because it's trying to tell you something, right? So all these emotions that I was feeling last year, they really helped me uncover a lot of things about myself, the things that I value. Um, yeah, a lot of what I value and also things that I needed to question in myself, old wounds that needed to be healed because I'm not eight and I'm allowed to have a voice, right? I am heard, I am seen by me. That's what matters, okay? So all those emotions are trying to just kind of guide you and teach you. I've also started listening and I'm going to give you all these tools so that you can use them as well to no longer making my quiet time, that 10 minute meditation where it can be whatever you want it to be, but no longer negotiating with that. So I can't even begin to tell you, you know, when you need meditation the most, that's often the time when we're like, ah, I don't feel like it. Of course you don't feel like it. Your nervous system is offline and sitting still and being calm feels not great. Right. When your nervous system is wired up, sitting and trying to be calm doesn't feel good. The thoughts will be racing. I have stuff to do. I have stuff to do. I don't want to sit here. Um, so this year, I really have committed to 10 minutes of quiet every single day. I've, I've used guided meditations. I'm currently not using them. What I am using is binaural beats for calm and focus. I don't want to listen to somebody's voice. I don't want to follow directions. For me, the goal is to just sit and be still and slow my breathing down. So that's the next thing I'm going to talk about. When we're in our sympathetic nervous system, our breathing is much more intense. Like think about when you're exercising, you're in your, you're in your sympathetic nervous system then as well. It's a healthier form of it. When you're exercising, you need your heart rate and your breath to be, you know, your to be accelerated, but in calming your nervous system down, you need to slow down your breath. So a great way to do this is breathing in for four, holding for one, and then breathing out through your mouth for six. Okay. So breathing in for four, hold for one, breathe out for six. So I listen to these binaural beats and I focus on slowing my breathing down. I focus on getting very present in my body. I focus on paying attention to how my hands feel on my lap. I focus on how my feet feel on the floor or how my butt feels on the seat. You get my point here. It's about nervous system regulation is about pulling yourself back into your body and getting present in the moment and reminding your body it's safe for you to be calm. And that's what you want to create as your new normal. Now, I am not delusional to think that, you know, after a month of really focusing on my nervous system, that I'll never go back into that sympathetic pattern because it's been around for a long time. But now I'm even more mindful of this is work that has to be done. This isn't negotiable. Just like going to the gym isn't negotiable, my mental well being is non negotiable. And that means a commitment to regulating my nervous system daily, checking in with 
what, what am I feeling in my body? Are there indications like lack of focus, context switching, my concentration being off, lack of motivation? Are those signals there that tell me my nervous system isn't regulated and what do I need to do, right? How do I need to take responsibility for getting my body back online? Because it's just doing what it thinks it needs to do to take care of me. My job is to show up for my body in an even bigger way. Because as we've seen from around the world, your emotional health impacts your physical health, your physical health impacts your emotional health. We are one unit and we have to be responsible for all the pieces. And it's irresponsible to just take care of your physical wellness, but not take care of your emotional wellness. And that can actually be, um, you know, high levels of stress have, has been found to be a causative factor in poor outcomes with COVID. So you need to understand that. Like this is, this is life-saving material that I'm giving you guys. Um, so some other tools and tips that you can use to, you know, get your body back online and get yourself in the present moment. And this has been a big one for me. And this is something I started. Um, it's always been a practice that I've had, but really in 2021, I was like, this, this needs to stop is stopping the consumption. So you need to know when to hit the off button of consuming information, because every time you're on Facebook or Instagram, you're absorbing all that energy you're taking in more stimuli and you're just wiring your nervous system up more. So I put social media on, I go on, I do what I need to do. And then I delete it. And if I'm not deleting it, then I know like Lisa, you're in that habit that does not support your nervous system regulation. So only you can decide how you want to navigate social media, but this shutting off the consumption so we have to really look at caring for ourselves means doing less and doing less is often about not putting in any more information, letting go of the um, constant consumption of information coming at you so that you can give yourself a break. And listen, it's a balancing act, right? Because I need to stay informed of what's going on. I'm not going to be like living with my head completely up my butt and not paying attention to what's going on in the world, but it's knowing what those limits are for me when it crosses over into the unhealthy. So even with this convoy, um, I don't need to watch the thousands and thousands and thousands of videos of it because even though it, it, brings me hope. It's actually not healthy for my nervous system. I need to just come back to present. What do I, what am I giving myself? How does my body feel right now? Um, another big one is getting outside. So, you know, when I came back from Vegas, I couldn't go outside. <laughs> Luckily we had summer months, but then as we went into the fall and winter where I live, I mean, we have had a cold wet, snowy, gray winter. So I count the quality of the season based on how many times the top is down on the car. This year, I have not had the top down that much. And in fact, it was so cold here, the car would not let me put the top down one day. And I know that sounds really funny because who else but me would drive around in the snow with the top down, but it's quite lovely when you get the heat turned on and the, the seat heater is on. The car wouldn't let me put the top down because it was too cold out as a smart car. And I was really annoyed because, you know, for me that the, those drives help me like, it's, it's one of the things that brings me immense joy is driving in my car with the top down and the music turned up really, really loud. 
that's part of how I regulate my nervous system is having the top down. That car was one of the best investments I made into caring for myself. So get outside, go for a walk. This is why I've said to you guys, you know, don't be surprised if you get podcast episodes from me where I'm out for a walk and there's cars going by because that's part of me taking care of my emotional well-being. I'm connecting to you and I'm getting myself outside. I'm getting some, hopefully, sunshine on my face, um, fresh air, and just being out in nature because nature really does have that calming effect. If you've ever been at the water or in the woods or um, I really love like hot rocks. So desert environments really suit me. Uh, I love the red rocks in Sedona, but I also love the cooling energy from being near the ocean or walking through the forest. So really making an effort to be outside and making that a non-negotiable. And when you're outside, unplugging. So don't go outside and then plug into your favorite podcast, even if it's mine even if it's mine, like give yourself permission to turn off everything and just be present with yourself. And I think that that's really what it comes down to is I got so caught up in the things in the world that were driving me crazy. I lost the connection to myself and that's my work. So last one, last tip that you can use is in, in bringing around that presence is it's a simple act of looking around the room and really focusing on an object, you know, like I'm looking across the room and my parents gave me this glass egg with, you know, reds and yellows inside of it and just focusing on it and really getting present and seeing it. Because you think about that, how often do you walk into a room and you, you could walk out of the room and not even see what was in the room. So it's just taking that moment to get present by focusing on one object taking it all in. Some people like to do uh, like a candle meditation where you just stare at a flickering flame as a way of getting present. And that's what it's all about. Okay. So it's not hard to regulate your nervous system. It just takes a commitment to understanding what that means, where you are, identifying when you're offline and getting yourself back online. So I am hopeful that in sharing this, it allows you to really explore for yourself where you're at in your life, how these past couple of years have truly impacted you, because I'm very aware of how they've impacted me. But I also know that most of the men and women that I work with have, as I said, normalized that which isn't normal and they've just put their head done down and done the things they needed to do to just get through like they're they're hanging on by their fingertips and they just have to get through so they're really in that survival mode I didn't go through it in survival mode I was very aware of what was going on and I still became very dysregulated at some point in time the collective overwhelm, trauma, emotions that everybody has been feeling and not wanting to feel need to come to the surface. And this is why I believe we're seeing so much of this cancel culture and arguing and not this inability to hold space for the both. And because people are just, they've got so much emotion. They are so emotionally constipated. That's what I'm going to call it. They are so emotionally constipated. They are finding ways for it to come out 
outbursts with family, outbursts with friends, right? Yelling at the guy who cut you off in traffic. We are going to start to see a lot of this as we move out of this immediate kind of trauma response and our lives go back to normal. We still have to get our nervous system back online. We still have to process the emotions. The last thing I will share with you that I did that was incredibly helpful is I forgot about this and I knew I wanted to talk about it. I journaled, I journaled a lot last year. Um, sometimes it, it, most often it didn't make sense. And I, you know, I talked to my friends, I talked to my colleagues, but please understand, like know when you've gotten to that line where it's, you really need to give yourself the support you need. And I knew when I'd hit that place where it was like, you know what? I can't ask my friends to hold space for this. I can't ask my husband to hold space for this. And I think oftentimes we turn to our significant other and we expect them to be that person for us. And that's unfair because they're going through their own stuff as well. So I decided, and I had, you know, I had my coach and stuff, but I knew that this, this, I needed to just have someone sit and listen to me. And that's where you know, there's some difference between therapy and coaching. I didn't want to be coached. Okay. So I want to be clear there. I didn't want to be coached. I didn't want someone to ask me questions. I had a great awareness around what my triggers were, why I was experiencing some of these emotions. I was completely unaware that my nervous system was so offline, but I had a very good awareness as to why I was experiencing some of these things. And uh, so I hired a therapist and I had a session with her. And I came into that session and I just said, I need an hour to fully express myself. I want to say everything that is on my heart unedited. I want to ex fully express my anger, my frustration. I need to verbalize everything because I feel like I haven't been seen or heard. And I really just need you to witness me now. It's taken me 10 years of work to be able to show up that vulnerability, because let me tell you, whether you're in my coaching seat or a therapist seat, the best results you will get is when you take down all your walls and you let someone see you completely naked and vulnerable. And that's what I did in this session. I just said, I just need to be heard as a human. I need to not be a coach in this moment. You know, it's like, why I'm telling you this is give yourself permission, please, to be human. We cannot always live in this place of light and love and high vibe. Like, please, like, no, give yourself permission to be human, feel what you're feeling. And in that session with her, because I didn't need to unpack the whys. I knew the whys. I just needed to share how I was feeling. And she so beautifully held space. Now, when you try and do this with a friend or a family member, it often looks like emotional dumping because you're not paying them. And maybe you've had someone do this to you where they come and they tell you all their problems and they're like, Whew, I feel so much better. And you're like, great. Now I'm covered in your crap and I feel horrible. When you hire a therapist to listen to you, you're not dumping on them. You're paying them to listen to you. That is their job. And any good therapist is not going to take on your stuff and make it their own, right? Like when I have a coaching session with a client, I don't walk around for the rest of the night thinking about their stuff, right? I'm able to like 
hold space for what's going on for them, have those conversations, ask those questions, listen to how they're feeling, allow them to fully express themselves. And then I'm able to just let all of it go because it's not mine. And that's the difference when you're in this, whether you work with a therapist or whether you work with a coach, it's understanding that it is a space for you to fully express yourself. And so often we need to allow ourselves to be in that place. So of course, I don't want my clients to sit in that victim status. I didn't want to sit in that victim status. And sometimes we just need to dip our toe in because you know what, after I talked to my therapist, I felt like I had put down a 500 pound boulder and I was like, wow, why didn't I do that sooner? Why didn't I do that sooner? But I, I believe that, you know, we get, we cross that line when we need to cross that line. So that was a huge move towards allowing that emotion to diffuse and allowing me to come back to a calm place because there were times where I was, was feeling like I shouldn't be feeling this way. Like I've got the tools in the toolbox. Why can't I just get over myself? Right. So if I'm saying that as a coach with over 20 years experience, if you're sitting there shaming yourself for how you're feeling or why you can't just get over this, perhaps it's time that you consider getting yourself some support or doing some more um, research. So I think this was a long episode. I didn't note the time when I started, but I'm going to trust that you're getting exactly what you need from this episode. So you know, there's, there's lots of different people online that you can follow in regards to nervous system regulation. Uh, my, my colleague and friend Jake Curry just got certified in a nervous system regulation program that he offers, uh, the holistic psychologist she's on Instagram. She also has a book called do the work fantastic book that you can dive into. And of course, you know, in the coming months, this is going to be part of the work that I will be teaching inside my new program. So I don't have details of that yet, but I can tell you that after the gift that was 2020 and 2021, and really it was the second half of 2021, that gave me the gift that I needed to have the shifts that were required for me to step into this next level of work. Because now I truly understand the importance as a leader, as a mother, as a wife, as a friend, as a daughter, why it's so important that we have emotional fluency, why it's so important that we understand what emotional resiliency is, why it's so important to be able to come home to our bodies and integrate our physical and emotional well-being, because that's what creates better leaders. So if you're all up in your stuff all the time and you don't know how to identify the behaviors that you've gotten into because of the feelings you're trying to avoid, you will never be able to show up as the leader that you want to be. You will never accomplish the things that you want to accomplish in your life. Those big goals that keep eluding you, there's a reason why they're eluding you. So I am really, really excited to be working on this for you. We hope to have it out Um late, late spring, I think. So stay tuned. I will put out the details when I have them, or I will open a wait list when it's available and you can sign up if you're interested in learning. 
And we are going to be focusing on how we can get our nervous system in alignment, how we can show up and really understand what it means to take care of yourself physically, emotionally, spiritually, whatever that means for you, right? Spiritually to me is just being connected to my environment, nature, the universe, um, and trusting that everything is working for us. So you know, when I, when I look at where I'm sitting today and having this conversation with you, you know, 10 years ago, <laughs> every year, you know, it hits me 10 years ago. This was when I discovered my hubby was an addict. And I look at what I just came through in 2021. And other than that time, 10 years ago, this has been the most disruptive transformational six months I would even say year, because really going on stage to Vegas and all of that stuff was so transformational for me as well. So 2021, right? And that nine, nine years later has been another really disruptive year. So I'm good now. I'm really good for another nine years, 10 years before I have another massive like punch in the gut. But this is why, like, you know, things come in waves, they roll. And even when things aren't working out, they are working out because I can look back now and reflect on all of this with you and see the lessons and be able to share the lessons with you and be really grateful for it. But when I was in it, I certainly didn't like it. Didn't like how it felt at all. So please trust that wherever you are at, whatever is happening to you right now, please trust that it is going to be for your highest and greatest good. It's hard to see it when you're in it. And it's especially hard to see that when you don't know when the end is going to be. But considering 10 years later, I have a beautiful relationship with an amazing man who's stayed committed to his sobriety. I have to believe that there's also going to come an end to the pandemic, the mandates, the rules that don't make sense. And that we are all, all of us all around the world are going to find a new sense of freedom, we're going to be asking better questions. And my hope is that we are all going to look at our responsibility around our emotional and physical well-being in a new way. And hopefully step more into our power as sovereign beings and as a community, right? Instead of handing our power over because we've seen the consequences of just saying, oh, they'll take care of it. They'll take care of it. I don't know if that's the world that I want to be in. So I am going to trust that all of these things that are happening, we may take a while, but they are going to work out for the betterment of humanity as a whole. And right now I'm just really in, like I said, I'm just really enjoying seeing people come together and be human and be kind and be hopeful. So that is my wish for you. So when you're done listening to this podcast, take some time, slow your breathing down, get into your body, ask yourself better questions about how are you really feeling and what do you really need to give yourself? Because it might not be the carrot stick. It might be 10 minutes listening to some binaural beats and focusing on your breath. So how about we make 2022 the year that calm becomes your new normal, right? Imagine that where, where 
calm no longer feels weird. Calm is your new normal. And presence is the true answer to peace, which it is. So on that note, I've been in your ear for a long time now. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for listening to all of this. As always, do not hesitate to reach out on Instagram if this post, if this uh, episode resonated with you or drop me an email or be on my email list and respond to my emails. I, I love hearing from my community. I love hearing your takeaways. And my, my hope is that in my messy latter half of 2021, that the gifts that came from that chaos enable you to free yourself from your own so we can all get back to a place of this peace and presence. I'm grateful that I feel the way I do now. And my wish is that I can lead you all into that place. So take very good care of you. Pay attention, but not too much. <laughs> and I will see you on the next episode.